1: Back in the saddle, back in the studio. I haven't been in here since last night, and Blake, behind the glass, can say the same thing. Yes, host done, guest hosted for Randy Corcoran, brother Corcoran, last night. And so I sit down in my chair, and the chair is in the exact right place. And the microphone's in the exact right place, and the headphones in the exact right place. Sometimes there are individuals who sit here before me who, who must be a little shorter, you know, um and so they raise the seat way up high <laughs> and the microphone way down low. And so I have to do all this fiddling and tweaking and adjusting, but not tonight, because we are starting smooth. Yeah, we're rolling. And honored that your ears would be near. Matt Dunn three oh three six nine six nineteen at seventy one Backbone Radio. Honored if you would check in. Let us know how you've been. We had a great morning in church, the full family component. Then we're off to piano recitals, the oldest three kids playing piano today. They always get nervous before piano recitals. Well, a couple of them do. Some of them just like to kind of show off, you know. And then, you know, you finish the piano recital and you dart over here, And it's time to spread the good news and the good word. Is there any good news out there? Well, probably not. Well, there's some. If there is, we're going to try to find it and talk about it here this evening. But one bit of good news I did just hear is, if you listen to the news break just now, CBS News, I am often critical in some ways of the content of CBS News. Sometimes I am not above calling it propaganda, for which I do apologize. Sometimes I even refer to it as brainwashing, for which I do apologize. But there was a glimmer of truth in that news segment. <laughs> and and they said that Trump voters are motivated. Trump voters are excited for the Trump-Biden rematch 2024. And Biden voters, I believe the word they used was nervous. Biden voters are nervous. Trump voters are excited, pumped, ready. Yeah. Bring it. Let's save this place. Let's make this place great again. Let's try to overcome all of the destruction wreaked by the Joe Biden regime in these past three years. Gosh. Gosh. Should we go down the list of the things that they have done wrong, the things that they have screwed up? They're admitting failure now on Ukraine. I better cover that again. What a costly, bloody catastrophe that whole Ukraine thing has been. They just should have listened to host Dunn here at Backbone Radio. From the start, I said, don't do it. Do not do that, people. Don't even think about doing that. But they went ahead and they did it and they got the results i told them they were going to get and now here we are with about 100 to 200 billion dollars spent over there and it's hard to say how many have died in ukraine are we in uh, are we over 100,000 Are we are we more than that you don't get that kind of news in the media but yeah trump voters motivated excited biden voters nervous not seeming confident. They're so unconfident. They they want to try to throw Trump off the ballot, like in Colorado. Is that a weak move? I mean, how bloomin' weak is that? Stupid, idiotic Soros-funded stunt. Yeah, let's get Trump off the ballot in Colorado. That's what we're gonna do because we gotta we gotta like defend our democracy. And a democracy is like when people get to vote for the candidate they want. Um. So how is, like, blocking people from voting for the candidate they want to vote for? How is that defending democracy? Oh, well, you see, it's not. But they use the words anyway because it's their totalitarian disguise, which nobody's buying. Hey, Halloween's over, folks. Take off the mask. Bear your fangs. Show us the authoritarians you are. Okay? We know the deal. Sometimes you think about, my gosh, my gosh. And but that's what's kind of that's why CBS did that glimmer of truth story just now. Um, because a New York Times Siena poll came out with Trump beating Biden, Trump dominating the GOP primary, Trump dominating the general election, and they have the New York Times poll. See, the left they still think the New York Times is like where it's at which which you know tells me that that's also very weak but they see that poll data and they're like oh no okay so trump would win at present 300 electoral votes they're admitting that now which all you need is 270 so of course that's a trump easy victory and i think it would be more i think we've got a landslide in coming. prepare for the landslide ladies and gentlemen let that motivate you don't take it for granted just let that motivate you. Let that, let that bring your voice up a little bit. Let that get you into action, into motion, whatever we can think to do to help save this place. Man, what a comeback that would be. Can you imagine? It's see, sometimes you don't even let yourself imagine it, right? But can you imagine if Trump got in there and won again? Some would say, for the third time in a row. Some would say, oh, a three-peat. Yeah. I lived in Chicago in the nineties. I know what a three peat is, the bulls. So uh what if there was a three peat? What if Trump came back from all the arrests, indictments, the mugshot, the impeachments, the Russia hoax, the twenty four seven propaganda blizzards. Let yourself just think about that for one second. You know? You know how you don't let yourself think about it? You know how you don't want to let that get too close and, you know, kind of expect it. You don't, you know, you don't, you got to sort of be disciplined about these things. But what if just for a minute, we just let ourselves imagine that, the comeback, the comeback, 2024, Trump, President of the United States one more time to fix this place, to overturn all the messes made by the corrupt Biden administration, the corrupt Deep State, the corrupt ruling class. Oh my goodness, just just let yourself have a moment. <laughs> and that's something I was thinking about, again, driving over all the propaganda, all the hoaxes, all the things they've thrown at Trump all these years, and they're at that point of um, what the economists call the point of diminishing returns, where you put dollars into a scheme... And the dollars do not have the return that they once had. The dollars probably had some bit of return back in 2015 when you could say, oh, golly, you know, Trump's a Nazi and Trump's a racist and all these things, which, of course, are not true, but they can say them and maybe get a little bit of bang for the buck, even though Trump still went on to win. And, of course, you know, they made up all the stuff. They made up all the stuff. And uh, at this point, you know, say you're eight years into propaganda, uh, <clears throat> is, it, is it working? And the media people have to be asking themselves that. They look at that New York Times poll and they have to say, man, we've been doing propaganda against Trump every day around the clock. We get up in the morning, we do propaganda around, hell, we've even arrested the guy. Heh, we've even taken a mugshot and he's still winning. What what am I doing with my life? Why do I even exist? Why do I get up in the morning? They've got to be having these thoughts inside their own heads questioning their their existence, questioning, you know, whether or not they should continue. But yeah, the the pay is good for propaganda. They might as well just continue that, you know? I get on the screen, be the famous person, do the propaganda, tell Most of the American people, they're bad people, and uh, they probably get off on that. You know, they want the power, even though uh, it's not working out so great. We will not skin the catfish before it gets in the boat. You know, we're not going to expect things to turn out that way, uh, at least too explicitly. But boy, it is tempting to sometimes, because the Biden voters are nervous, and the Trump voters are excited. Oh, man. Let's talk this through just a little bit. Got a whole bunch more to go after this. Yeah, sweet emotion, and it's good to feel emotion, but not be overly emotive. How is that? You got to listen to your emotions. But when it comes down to making life and death, world-changing decisions... The emoting does have its limits. I've been advising on that here lately with the world going crazy. Little Aerosmith, right on, right on. And we're talking about the art forms of bumper music. Yeah, Blake and I behind the glass. But just give yourself a second to think. The greatest comeback in history, if Trump can win this in 2024. Don't you want to help see that happen? That would be one for the history books, like permanently, Permanent history there, <laughs> and oh my gosh, you want to talk about overcoming obstacles to achieve that level of greatness. A three-peat, you know, yeah, yeah, that would really be something. Off to the phone lines here, wanted to mention, yeah, uh, started a new dental practice, did host Dunn, terribly excited about it. Right there in Centennial. It's a very spa like, mindful oriented place. Been practicing for a couple of decades and wanted to start the next adventure and the next chapter. New practice. Should anyone want to check in, 303 225 7575 is how you can track us down at the dental office with some great friends of mine. As I keep saying, very exciting. Also, DeSantis is very excited about thinking, oh, Kim Reynolds, governor of Iowa, is getting ready to endorse him. I've been watching that very closely. (laughs) Will Kim Reynolds do it? And I think, oh, yeah, she's going to do it because the Republican Governors Association forces you, if you're a governor, to do the establishment thing, and they're forcing her to endorse DeSantis. She probably wants to anyway because she's kind of an establishment, unpopular Iowa governor. I saw that a recent poll, the most recent one on her popularity, she is 39% unfavorable, 32% favorable in Iowa for Rhino Republican Governor Kim Reynolds. But that's kind of the last thing. And the DeSantis people are saying, oh, this is a game changer. Dude, this is a game changer. Kind of like they said, well, yeah, DeSantis is down in the polls, but he hasn't even launched yet. He, he hasn't even had a debate yet. Wait till he debates. Mm. Uh, yeah, is that going to be a thing? Let's say hello to Marathon Man Rick. And Rick, the CBS hey. News, they they said that the New York Marathon is happening. And just out of curiosity, you're not there, are you? No, I ran the Bowling Green Kentucky Marathon today. Wow, Bowling Green. Okay.
2: Yeah, nice little town. Uh, I want to give you a firsthand report. This is huge, the race between the incumbent Governor-Democrat Bashar's Yes. Daniel Cameron. When I got the bowling green, everyone said, Oh, Bashar's got it. He doesn't have a chance. But Cameron has surged the last few days and I think we have a shot here. Trump is on all day on commercials endorsing very heavily Cameron. So yes. this'll
1: be uh this will be a heck of a test here for It will be. Kentucky, interesting state, and the Democrats have been thinking, we got this one, we got this one, but then all of a sudden, Cameron, the Republican, has pulled ahead, even in the polls. He's like one or two points ahead in a couple of them, and they're using Trump's endorsement, the power of the Trump endorsement from east to west, north to south in Kentucky. Ooh, that would be exciting to win that one. I think Republicans weren't expecting to win this one, but now... It's it's within reach. Yeah, is that your huge. sense, being out there in yes. Kentucky?
2: Yes. Yes, and it will be huge for our side if Cameron mm-hmm. uh, can take this guy. I've seen one commercial against Cameron, though. What's the word? They always do it. He's a racist.
1: <laughs> but Cameron is African-American, is he not? Correct. Correct. They're calling him a but racist. It doesn't matter to them. And he's, he's black, the, but the Democrats correct. say he's a racist. Of course. You know how they oh. work this. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, Clarence Thomas. You know, Uncle oh. Tom. They, oh, yeah. They throw
1: all the you know their little playbook at him. Byron Donalds. He's probably a racist, right? Um, yeah, that's that's how they play. What what a shabby tactic, right? It they're sickening.
2: Actually, they're very they're they're sick. Do you? By think, the way, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, just as a uh, funny note, this Bashar's teeth. God, does he need dental work? Bad. Whew. Oh
1: well, he needs it's to check in. To
2: re- I'm ready. Yeah, I know. I, you'd laugh if you saw one of his commercials. He'd be going, "Are you kidding me?"
1: Well, but anyhow, I could have him no. winning hey. that election. You know, it's it's, it's maybe a little close yeah. to the election night, but I, I could still get him over the top, even though he's a Democrat, really? right? But you know, it, hey, do you think it, it, did, Kim Reynolds in me. Iowa? Kim Reynolds is that going to be a thing? Oh, endorsing DeSantis, no. single it, digits? It, DeSantis? It, is it?
2: Is that that useless? And you're so right. The NGA, the national governors, they they control her. They control her. Oh, yeah. Because she wants funds for her next, you know, she has to do it. But, yeah, this is is the game changer we've been waiting for. Uh, they, They will not move the needle on Donald Trump.
1: That's Agreed. what pollster Barris says. The Kim Reynolds endorsement will not move the needle at yeah. all. All it's going to do is hurt Kim Reynolds. But, right. Yeah, she has to make the calculation if she wants RGA funding. And I'm sure the RGA has threatened. I mean, Chris Christie, I believe, used to be the head of that, didn't he? Who, who was? There? Oh, yes, oh. he was. Yeah, he screwed okay. he
2: over tank cradle years ago.
1: Yeah. So... Um, you know, they're going to say, all right, Kim Reynolds, you don't do the right thing and endorse the Santa's. We're going to primary you, and it's the end of your political career. And then she knows that if she goes against Trump, that could be <clears> the <throat> end of her political career. So she's she can't be in a happy place right now. <laughs>
2: and the betwixt, betwixt between life of a rhino. They always sell you out. They always sell you out. Ken Buck, you know, please go away, Ken Buck, okay? Please. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he is. Did you see that? He's going away. He's not running again, of course. Yeah. And it's going to be a free-for-all in that primary. But Ken Buck, uh, you know, we did predict that one. We said, ah, look at what Ken's doing. He wants to join CNN. Guess what? He's not mm-hmm. running again. You can kind of tell when they've made that internal decision they're not going to run again because they start being themselves. <laughs> they start oh, showing their true exactly. colors. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And get, get the
2: gig hit. CNN, MSNBC to slam Republicans every Sunday or whenever they have the opportunity.
1: Yeah. He leaves the Republican Party, or at least leaves his seat, he's going to, and he kicks the Republican Party on the way out the door. That's that's typical Ken Buck and always auditioning for that CNN job. We were joking that he wrote that book called uh, Drain the Swamp back in 2017. And now the sequel, the sequel's got to be coming out. It's called Join the Swamp. I, that's very good. Man. Or maybe like love it. the swamp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or maybe hey, it, it, embrace it. the swamp. I'm I'm giving them book <laughs> ideas.
2: <laughs> Just one other quick thing. What, what's your take right now of the Israel situation?
1: Um, I am worried that that could be blowing up very badly, and I do see a lot of stuff lining up against Israel, and I don't see the Biden administration as having, having the chops to be able to— uh, to have this work out well, so I, I am highly worried about that potential situation and the the, the situation for Israel right now. And um, you want to talk about tight spots? I think that is tight, but I just think they have to be able to defend themselves. They don't have very much of a choice in this whole equation. But uh, but I worry that this could be extremely messy. Have you seen the the thousands of protesters on the streets of yes. Ber- Berlin and uh, all over and Europe, Britain, and the United States, Washington D.C. Do you, do you have a summary what did, on that? We, What do you think? Yeah. As we're well, going on. do you have a thought?
2: Hey, as Henry Kissinger, 100 year old, said, you can't import this theology to Western civilization, it will backfire
1: on you. Yep. Even Henry said it was a mistake to have done that. And it yep. Took him a long time to get there. But, <laughs> Rick, all the best on your marathon. Sweet Seasons from Carol King brings us right back. And every so often you've got a little carol action. Kind of love this song, and we are. And you feel the seasons switching most, right? Right about now, with the leaves falling, the leaves on the ground. You go out walking, and there's like entire lawns covered with leaves. You can't even see a blade of grass because of all the leaves laying down there. But you feel it most now with a bit of an ache and a bit of a loss for summer, right? But you feel that equivalent on the other side, right, when you start seeing those first bulbs shooting up in the spring, right, a little green popping out. And you realize, oh, yeah, spring. And you don't quite feel the ache of loss of winter. Well, I do because I'm a snow guy and I like to have the wool on. And the skis, and the goggles, and the gear, you know. But you still, you think, ah, spring, summer, here we go. At any anyway, rate, sweet seasons by Carol King. And I was just having a thought or two during the break about uh, you know overcoming obstacles, and you heard Larry Sabato interviewed there by CBS News, and again they're just CBS, they're they're really pinging Biden. They're saying, oh, Biden's no good. Biden's just not doing well. His supporters are nervous. And whenever I hear that, just so you know what I'm thinking is, that, you know, the Democrats have got to find a way to get Biden not to be the nominee. Right. Why is that Newsom governor of Florida always in the news? Why did he just go over to China and shake hands with the Chi-Com dictator? Why was he over there doing that? Ran over that kid on the basketball court. You see that? Squashed him. Poor guy. Kind of mean if you ask me, this Democrat governor. But, you know, maybe they're thinking he's going to be the guy. But so whenever I hear the the news outlets admitting like a bit of truth into things that Biden is just a chump and a loser and hopeless and has ruined the place, I start thinking, well, they've got their agenda and that's to get someone else in there, right? But again, if, if, if Trump can pull this off again in 2024 and we can help him, and we voters can help him. And if we can somehow get through whatever it is they do, you know, to change the way we vote and all that, if the GOP could somehow just get on that, I mean the poll data has us there. The poll data has us there. And if you look at it, I've got it in the NYT Siena poll, Trump is up in five out of the key six states, the ones that are the close ones. Nevada, Trump is up 11 points, 5241 over Biden. Georgia, <clears throat> Trump is up 6 points, 4943 over Biden. Arizona, don't tell Fox News those guys, but Arizona, Trump is up 5 points, 4944 over Biden. Michigan, I mean these are amazing numbers, just like dude numbers. Michigan, Trump, 48, Biden, 43, plus 5. Trump, Pennsylvania. Mm. Trump, 48, Biden, 44, which means Trump, plus 4 in Pennsylvania. That state is for all the marbles. I think we really got to watch Pennsylvania. That's why I think the fraud RFK is going to run as an independent to try to drain Trump in Pennsylvania and give, give Biden or whoever the Democrat is a fighting chance. By the way, it occurs to me, if it's not Biden on the ticket and they go with Newsom on the ticket, could RFK, as an independent, drain more Democrat votes than I'm anticipating? Hmm. Got to work that one into the thinking. I'll be back on that. I'll be back on that as soon as it ruminates a little bit somewhere back in the gray matter. So of the, 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 those are five states. And the sixth one has um, Biden 47, Trump 44 in Wisconsin. And so the New York Times says that's plus two. So I guess it's closer to two than three somehow in Wisconsin. And Barris, the people's pundit guy, says that, well, that means Trump is winning. If Trump's only down two to three in Wisconsin right now, that means Trump's ahead because Wisconsin is like the hardest state to poll. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why the pollsters think Wisconsin is so hard to poll what do they just like? Never answer their phones up there, or the, you know, the too much cheese going on, or something. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they're not like they're too Wisconsin nice. They don't want to like say what they're really going to do. I don't know. But boy, that's got them quaking. Okay, and boy, the night when that other poll came out, there's a couple of them with Trump plus ten plus eleven over over Biden. And uh, yeah, you see, they've got to get out from this Biden thing. But ah. Uh, does RFK make that a harder switcheroo for them to pull off? Hmm. But then RFK could maybe endorse the Democrat. That's what he would do. If, um, if it looked like RFK was draining the Democrat too much when his goal is to drain Trump, he could just say, oh, well, I actually want to endorse the Democrat and whoever that might be. Maybe that would solve their problem. You see, you've got to think like a deep stater here. You've got to think like a ruling classer. I'm good at that. I'm good at that indeed. But um, <clears throat> regarding obstacles, and again, Trump, if it's a historic, historic comeback, I mean, that wouldn't that be the greatest comeback in American political history? Could you think of a, anything that would be greater? Would there be a greater one than that? And I'm just racking my brains, and I can't think of one. That would be numero uno. That would be the number one. And if you go to... Um, If you go to Marcus Aurelius, I'm yes, I'm on a Marcus Aurelius, the Roman emperor, the good Roman emperor who wrote the book Meditations. I like to quote from him these days and bring a little stoicism in. Perhaps one of the greatest books ever written, the greatest philosophy ever written, and I've had it bedside for a couple of decades. Sometime we should do a whole segment on what are your bedside books? Which books do you think are best at your bedside? Won't do that tonight. But there's one key quote from Aurelius where he says this quote, The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. There's different ways to translate that. But all of us, we come across these obstacles in life. You come across an obstacle and sometimes it seems, oh, it's insurmountable. Boy, I can't get over that. Or the mountain is just too large. That obstacle, man, what a big obstacle that is. And it can psych you out a little bit. But my advice would be on that is, ah, tune in to a little Aurelius. He's been there. He had a lot of obstacles in his life. And he said, all right, dial in on that obstacle. Dial in, focus on that obstacle, and why not why not try to find a way to overcome it? Why not overcome it? Why not why not cultivate a way or a path or a method for overcoming that obstacle? You might have to expand your thinking, expand your mind, train your body, develop something in such a way that you can make that obstacle look a little bit smaller every day, a little bit smaller, a little bit smaller. And that just, that just, on a personal vignette, we had the piano recitals today, and my son, one of my sons, age 11, was given this piece that he had to memorize that was this incredibly complicated piece. And um, he was daunted. He admitted he was daunted. And he and I talked it through quite a bit. I believe the composer's Berg Muller. And not an easy piece to play, you know, when you're 11. I mean, Then, so we talked about uh, some Aurelius. And we talked about, okay, you know, this is, this is a toughie. And, I, you know, I couldn't play it. I'm not a piano player. But um, we talked about, okay, let's just work on this. Let's practice this. Let's try to make this obstacle smaller. Let's try to be less daunted by this. Let's try to overcome this obstacle and that son of mine practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And he went for it. You know, we would I would we pick him up at school, drive him home. From school. And, you know, all, all the kids were, they, they had wonderful recitals today. But he's focusing on this. This was the one that was the obstacle in particular. He'd come right home from school. He'd go straight to the piano and practice that piano with good posture. That's my thing. Sit up straight, playing the piano. Anyway, he practiced and he practiced, and today, my gosh, he went in there and he played that Bergmuller song, and he played it so well, man, he nailed it. I mean, that was a that was a home run, that was a grand slam. What's the phrase I like? That was a humdinger. And so, became a better piano player. That's, you know, you're learning piano, you're trying to figure out how to do this, and you get you get handed one heck of a challenge, an obstacle, and Man, it can scare you right down to the bones because you gotta play in front of all these people and grandparents and family and all the oh all the neighbors. But well done, little man. Boy, that was cool. It was pure Aurelius in action. And it's onward to the next recital, because it never you gotta keep pushing that boulder uphill, right? Jim Reeves, the blue boy song. And don't don't let it go yet, because we've got the chorus. We got the backup vocals coming. Keep it, Blake. Keep it, you gotta keep it. It's Jim Reeves, man. Here you go. Bring the chorus. Let's have this. The female doo wop chorus backing up Jim Reeves. And lately I've been making a plea to have more backup vocals and doo and choral vocal accompaniment in pop music. We don't get enough of it, which is why I think these older tunes sometimes sound really fresh right now. I could be deluding myself, but I think that sounds kind of fresh to have the backup in there. I think it's time for you know, it. I'm, I'm a good identifier of potential future cool trends, and that's one of them. Let, let's have all of that. And I've got a, a contingent of folks that keep asking for more Jim Reeves music. <laughs> They're like incessant. And so we gave Blue Boy there, man, and a lot of it. <laughs> Hope you could stand it if you're not in the Jim Reeves fan club. But just getting to some of this information, Larry Sabato keeps getting quoted in the CBS news breaks and he's I believe he's somewhere in Virginia and he's been a longtime pollster and he's a very acidic nasty kind of person on Twitter okay he's one of these people that you kind of thought oh, he always sounds like he's a very solid and stable individual and um, that was before Twitter you know because he was always out there always in the news and always so measured but then he gets Twitter, and a lot of these people are revealing their temperaments and their personalities and their nasty sort of political hack types, and Sabado is one of those. But, you know, he missed 2016. He, like the day before, was saying Hillary Clinton is going to win. Hillary Clinton's going to be president. And, um, you know, and he likes to talk about how he's right all I – mean, well, I mean, talk about a, a guy who whiffs all the time. Anyway, Sabado comes out. And it talks about this NYT-Siena poll, which does not look good for Biden, but he says this. He's trying to calm people down. Don't worry. Calm down, everybody, says Sabado. For those moaning, this is the quote, for those moaning about the latest NYT-Siena poll, remember, the election is a full year away. <laughs> Biden's likely opponent faces 91 counts in multiple jurisdictions. Ah, 91 counts on Trump. That makes someone like Sabato hopeful. He said, calm down, people. We got 91 counts on Trump. Settle down, everybody. And he goes on to say, does Sabato, economy is clearly improving, but it takes many months for voters to perceive and believe it. Keep calm, carry on. That's from a little bit ago today. So Larry Sabato, you know, he's kind of panicking inside, but he's, he's out there to tell people to don't panic because we got we got 91 counts on Trump, yeah. With our racket, with our corrupt system, our third world system. Yeah, we're going to try to throw Trump in jail. Just be cool. Be cool. We're going to get him in jail. We got 91 counts. Isn't that sick? Isn't that desperate? My gosh, these people are just so desperate. Bill Crystal, the neoconservative, one of the architects of the Iraq war. He's got to be very upset that the Ukraine forever war might be coming to an end. Poor Bill Crystal. Uh he's all about more wars, more wars, more wars. Well, why are these people, you know, these another fixture in the establishment media. Of course he's been wrong about everything. He's he's been diminished. Tremendously, Trump has diminished this guy down to like microscopic amoeba type stature. But Bill Kristol's nervous, and he comes out earlier today and says this. Does Bill Kristol quote? It's time. President Biden has served our country well. I'm confident he'll do it. He'll do so for the next year, but it's time for an act of personal sacrifice and public spirit. It's time to pass the torch to the next generation. It's time for Biden to announce he won't run in 2024. Mm Mm-hmm. End quote. So, Bill Kristol, the forever war guy who um, ostensibly has been a conservative, remember the Weekly Standard before it went defunct (laughs) in the Trump era? Remember all their agitating for the Iraq War and wars everywhere and Libya and more wars remember those guys and uh yeah if you don't want more wars well you're a bad person you're not patriotic yeah that's bill crystal if you don't want to send your kids to go die in bill crystal's wars well you're just not much of a patriot and you're kind of a bad person yeah that's what they tell you these people and they re- they see the writing on the wall that uh well crystal does biden's not going to win Against Trump, so they've got to come up with some scheme and some stunt and something. Will they let 2024 happen? Will they cancel the election somehow? Will they try to generate World War III slash four to try to cancel the 2024 election? I keep talking about this because I think it's a real thing. I mean, we have seen the dastardly things that they have done over these years. We see how desperate they are, bitterly clinging to power. Our unloved ruling class. Zelensky, their good friend and role model, the little dictator kleptocrat in Ukraine, is out there saying, well, I'm weighing whether or not we should have an election in 2024. He's weighing that. Yeah. Like a good dictator? Going to weigh if you have an election or not. Uh, And that's what our ruling class is doing, too. And when these polls come out and they're saying Trump is dominating, Trump's going to walk away with this thing, Trump's going to beat Biden... That's when they have to start really digging deep on their schemes. I mean, one, they could assassinate Trump. They could try to do that, right? Two, they could try to do some kind of a switcheroo, get Newsom in there or somebody else, and somehow maybe they think that would be better than Biden, with the full weight of the propaganda regime behind someone like Newsom. What would be the RFK wild card in any of that? Maybe they think they could. Maybe ninety-one indictments of of Trump is not enough. Maybe they have to go to a hundred and ninety-one. Maybe 10,091 indictments against Trump. Maybe a million. That's what, maybe they would do a million indictments against Trump. You know, and they would just do like another thousand a day indictments against Trump. You see, point of diminishing returns, folks. They get to that level of desperation. And over at Axios, which is where, yeah, the uh, left wing. Crowd hangs out a publication. They say this quote If the election were held today, former President Donald Trump would easily beat President Joe Biden with over three hundred electoral votes, according to a new swing state poll from the New York Times and Siena College. And then if you go into the replies to this Axios tweet reporting their findings or reporting of the New York Times findings. You you have all these, like, sort of uh, shrieking Democrats, shrieking leftists who are completely blown away by this because they've been living, obviously, in the leftist propaganda bubble. And they just can't believe it that, uh, you know, Trump is, like, winning. They can't believe it. You do wonder what kind of world they're living in. You know, I mean, Biden has wrecked the country and other... Grievous foreign policy disaster in Ukraine on the heels of the Afghanistan grievous foreign policy disaster economy in shambles and people pessimistic and the wide open border and leftist mayors like in Denver are all worried about